smother chicken there! Bama oh, heat! yes, sir! Smother chicken! Welcome to the Smother Chicken Podcast. Uh, my name is Blake, and I am joined by my co-host, Tyler. How are you doing today, Tyler? I'm good. I'm good. Just anxious. I'm ready to get to the draft. Yeah, I think we all are after this long offseason. Uh, so today we were going to just kind of go over a offseason overview for the Pacers and just kind of talk about where we're at going into next season. So one of the big things that happened this offseason was we said goodbye to Nate and we brought in Rick Carlisle from the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, what did you think about that signing or hiring, Etch? It was great. Um, I feel like it was exactly what Kevin wanted to do after failing uh, with the higher Bjorkman. We tried to go with the uh, more inexperienced, like first-time head coach with Nate last year, and it just did not work. Uh, as all those reports came out with the uh, just uh, discourse and the locker room, so I think bringing in Carlisle, who's already been here and has experience, I feel like it was just a perfect fit that Kevin jumped on immediately. Yeah, I agree. I think Kevin did a great job uh, doing it really quietly and quickly uh, getting Rick committed here again. Um, so then the next big question for the offseason is what do you think we should do with our situation of our two bigs? Because it's been clear that Sabonis and Turner on the court together hasn't worked very well so I think Kevin is looking to move one of them but which one do you think should be moved <laughs> this is the question that defines Pacers Twitter and I've changed my answer probably 20 times um I've I, as of now, I'm probably on the keep Miles Turner train just because he's my, probably as of now, he's my favorite player in the league, but not just because of that. I just feel like for team fit and now in today's NBA, I feel like you need a player like Miles out on the court. And obviously it just doesn't work having both of them out there, our defense is just atrocious without Miles. So I just, I think as of now, I'm on the keep Miles Turner train. Yeah. And that's that's not saying that Sabonis is not good. I just want to throw that out there for everyone that's going to disagree with that. I Sabonis is our best player. I just want to make that clear. But I do think fit-wise, I think Miles would be better to keep yeah i agree i think uh turner is easier to mesh with other people on the team but i do think sabonis is the better player i think it's interesting i think we have to shop the market for both of them and see kind of what we can get but i i do think we lean towards turner and it's interesting because we've had the uh rumors come out today about us looking to trade Turner, but we'd have to get a really big def defensive piece uh, in return. Don't you agree? Oh, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Because it, when Miles plays, I feel like he's the best rim, rim protector in the league. 
And if you are not trading four defensive wing pieces back, then I I really don't know what the defense would look like if you did that. But I do agree that you do need to listen uh, for both players. Like, uh, you're not going to get the best deal you can get if you don't shop around a little bit. And I feel like Kevin is really good at doing that, uh, shopping around until he gets the deal that he wants. And so I, I have faith in Kevin Pritchard. I know a lot of people over the past couple of years have kind of – their faith has dwindled a little bit. But I still have faith in the direction he's going. But uh, if you're going to get a return for Miles, I think it needs to be a wing-defending help. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Turner just has been our main defender, and the defensive scheme with Nate last year was just terrible, and I hope Rick can really improve it no matter what we do. But I think Sabonis is more replaceable finding that scoring in our offense, especially with... O'Shea and different guys coming in. I think he's more replaceable than Turner. Yeah, I I agree with that. I do think that O'Shea's breakout in the second half of the season, I do think that maybe changes that outlook on the uh, two bigs uh, futures. Because O'Shea, I feel like, is a... He's... I won't say, like... He's the most talented defender in the world, but he's gritty. He really gets after it, and he showed that in the second half of the season. So I think it would be easier to transition into a front court with Sabonis as a uh, lone center if a player like O'Shea is next to him. Yeah, and I don't know if O'Shea's ready for that permanent starting role, but he definitely showed a lot of promising stuff last year. So you said a defending wing is probably what you would look for. Is there anyone that comes to mind that you can think of that might be available? Um, between the teams that have been rumored, uh, with the in talks for Turner, so far I've seen uh the Warriors, Celtics, and I think Timberwolves. If it's not the Timberwolves, then I know at least their fans want them. But out of those teams, I think Smart, Marcus Smart is the obvious choice if you do want a defending wing. I feel like that is the player that is going to be dangled by Boston if they want Miles, because I don't see Kevin uh, Pritchard taking anything other than that. But I do think with the addition of Al Horford, I don't think Miles makes a whole lot of sense in Boston as of now. But for the fit in Golden State, I think Wiggins and a pick as a return, I think that's what most people have been eyeing for the return from Golden State. And the fit for Miles there is absolutely perfect. And Wiggins as a return, I'd be I'd be great with that. The contract is the only thing that I look at Wiggins and think is a negative. Yep, I completely agree. That contract is huge, but... He was pretty good this season. Um, so then we also had the trade rumors around Ben Simmons. 
Uh, were you on that whole Ben Simmons train, or did you want to stay away from him after his struggle of shooting last season, and we have a great point guard in Malcolm Brogdon? Uh, ben Simmons is interesting because I think the takes regarding Ben Simmons as a player are like so polar opposite that it's hard to even form your own opinion on him as a player because you have the people that say he's an all-world defender, which he is. Then you have the people talking about how he is like the biggest liability on offense in the league. And so it's hard to kind of uh, balance those two with each other. But I think my opinion on him is that if you are going to trade for him, I think Sabonis has to be on the move as well. The fit with those two just doesn't make sense to me because if Simmons did not fit with Embiid, who is a decent shooter for a big and probably one of, if not the most dominant bigs in the league, then I don't see how it would work with Sabonis. Yeah, and I completely agree. I think it'd be interesting if uh, we could set up man defense and have Simmons guard the four and then run uh, Karras, Warren, those kind of guard or shorter wings outside and just put all shooters around Simmons with Miles at center. I do think it could work very well, but uh, I wouldn't give any more than what we were rumored to offer. I, I think the only way that gets done with Sabonis on the move is a three-team trade because there's, unless Philly thinks they can flip him immediately, Sabonis and Embiid don't work next to each other. So I think it'd have to be a three-team to get that done. So I as far as Simmons goes, I think the probability for that is very low. Yep, I agree. Um, and then the rumors came out about trading down of our 13th pick and trading for Eric Gordon and a lower pick. What is your thoughts on that? I feel like my thoughts are <laughs> about the same as everyone else on Pacers Twitter. I've seen you tweet about it a couple times saying you don't want it to happen. <laughs> and I exaggerated a little bit on Twitter saying that I would find another team which is an exaggeration. I could never do that. But I do think it would be a very, very unwise decision to trade for Eric Gordon. Not only just because the you're giving up the only lottery pick you've had in years, but also because Eric Gordon has not been able to see the floor consistently in years. So... Trading the 13 for an injury-prone player, which we already have a history of, I just think we would lose fan interest at that point. Yeah, I agree. I just don't understand that move at all with how big his contract is and where he's at in age and how he's regressed a little bit, but I, I just don't see it as a fit at all. Uh, I wanted to go back to your... Um, trading possible trade of Miles Turner and trying to find that defender. What do you think about getting Miles Bridges as a possibility from the Hornets? I would I would be ecstatic about Bridges in uh, 
Indy, and I think most of the fan base would too. Um, I don't know if Charlotte is willing to add him into a possible deal for Miles just because of that fantastic second half of the season he had last year. Um, but he would bring something that we haven't seen in a while, which is explosion. I mean, you have that with Cassius and Sumner, but you haven't really gotten it out of an everyday starter like Bridges is since probably Paul George, honestly, or uh, 2018 Vic. And he showed that he can shoot, so I don't think there would be any spacing issues. I would love Bridges in Indy, and I think uh, most people would too. I know you would. You're a big Bridges guy. Yeah, I would definitely love Bridges. I think he's a great all-around player, um, a really good defender, good just 3 and D wing. I would really enjoy having him here. So let's turn our focus to a little bit to uh, if we made that 13th pick, uh, what prospects do you think we should target? I know there's an obvious one in Moses Moody that a lot of Pacers fans are hoping slips to that 13th pick. What's your thoughts on him? Um, at this point, I think, I'm not going to say everyone, but a good majority of fans want Moody at that 13th pick, and I don't think he's going to be there. So I think if Moody is the pick, then I you would have to probably see the Pacers trade up for it. But Moody at 13 would be amazing. Um, I've seen people talk about Zaire Williams, who would probably be more of a project than an immediate help. Um, I've seen Davian Mitchell uh, dangled around a bit, who obviously had that fantastic run in the March Madness tournament. I see a lot of mixed opinions on him. Do you like him yes. or do you... Um, See, I don't know. I, Because to me, I feel like scoring is something that you always want in the league. Like, And to have confidence as a rookie coming in is really important. And I feel like Davian Mitchell has like top-tier confidence out of any of the prospects. It's just efficiency-wise, I don't know how efficient of a score he would be at the next level. So that could become an issue. I wouldn't mind the pick if we do take him. And I know there's probably some people that would hate it and some people that would love it. But I, I wouldn't have any uh, negative reaction to taking him at 13. Yeah, I'm, I think if he slipped all the way to 13, I would be perfectly happy with it too is there anyone else you think you'd really like at 13 um the yukon guard james buknight maybe I, I don't know if that's how you say it yes um i think going after him if you're not keeping tj mcconnell would be a great pick if he falls to 13 i'm not sure what his range is uh looking like at this moment but if you're not thinking about bringing back McConnell, I think Boop Knight would be a great pick there. 
Yeah, I've seen him anywhere from 8 to 25. It's really just so wide of a range. Um, I I enjoy where we're picking at and where our team's at right now. I feel like we can pick just about any position besides a center. Uh, just to kind of run that bench lineup and help those guys out, especially if McConnell doesn't get resigned. Um, and then another name I've seen floated around is Josh Giddy uh, from Australia. Do you like him or not so much? I haven't seen a whole lot of tape on Josh Giddy, but from what I've heard, is he's a fantastic playmaker and very good with the ball in his hands. I'm not too sure on how he is as a shooter, like a spot-up shooter. Um, He's not but I, I would not mind. I would not mind picking Giddy. There's not a handful of people that I would like dislike at 13, just because I think it's such an interesting spot to pick at because you could have some people fall, but there's also a chance you reach on someone really hard. And but this year, I think mock drafts have been so diverse this year that it's really hard to gauge anybody between 10 and 20 that I don't think I would be shocked at any pick there unless it's like a huge reach for someone that isn't going to be an immediate impact. But I don't see Pritchard doing that, especially with the rumors coming about uh, wanting to, or not wanting to, but involved in the Eric Gordon rumors and the hire of Rick Carlisle. It's more of a win-now situation, I feel like Pritchard has the mindset on. So I don't think reaching for a really young guy that won't come in is on the table. So I don't think I would mind any pick there. All right, so we talked a little bit earlier about O'Shea Brissett. Uh, that was a really great hidden gem signing towards the end of last season. Uh, I'm sure you really liked the O'Shea signing as much as all the other Pacers fans. Is that correct? Yes, uh, he was one of, one of, if not the only highlight of last season. I love O'Shea. Yeah, he has quickly grown to be my favorite pacer and i really hope that he finds a really good role uh going into next season and i definitely think he will uh i was really happy with pritchard signing him to a multi-year deal it was pretty brave to do though after just seeing him in a couple games yeah i i love the deal he's on too it's perfect money-wise and he's young explosive and showed he can shoot the three at a high level so i'm just glad he got playing time during his 10 day because most of those guys that come in on those deals barely even see the court and then their 10 days aren't renewed or they're not given another chance so for him to come in and be able to earn his three-year deal it was just it was great to watch so then the Pacers have two big free agents this offseason, McConnell and Doug McDermott. Uh, is there one of those you... Well, money-wise, most likely only one will be returning 
if you had to pick one, which would you pick, or does that really depend on the draft pick? Uh, to me, I think it depends on the draft pick. But if you, if possible, you retain both because I I've seen Carlisle say keeping both is a priority. But if you had to choose one, I would I would honestly go with McDermott. And it really, it really stems to the Pacers looking like they're going to keep Sabonis and uh, the fit with Carlisle. Carlisle's teams in recent years have taken an insane amount of threes, and that's exactly what McDermott does and the exact opposite of what McConnell does. And it's always easier to find... Uh, ball handlers in your lineup, like your starting lineup, it's so much easier to just stagger Brogdon and Levert and have one of them play the one than it is to find like consistent shooters that have the same chemistry as Sabonis and McDermott do. So I think keeping McDermott would be the correct pick, but you can't really go wrong with either one of them. Yeah, I thought both played way beyond their contracts last year. I think Doug grew more than any other Pacer last year with what he developed in his inside game on his yes. contract year was just incredible. And McConnell, looking in the preseason like Aaron Holiday was going to outplay him and then come out the gates and have a career year, it was... It, that shocked me. That was one of the biggest shockers of last season was McConnell's play. Yeah, I was really high on him coming in, and I'm happy he exceeded my expectations also, and I hope he can either do that for us next season or do it for someone else. Um, let's see. I think that's about it, but... Uh, so if you had to give a top three for the draft tomorrow, what would it be? I'm sure Moses Moody is one, but what would those other two be? Yeah, Moody at one. Uh, man. Uh, probably for me, I think Booknight at, uh, at two. And then, man, there's just a load of guys at you could take probably either Davian Mitchell or Zaire Williams for me. Okay. Yeah, my three would be Moses Moody, probably Davion Mitchell. I know people aren't real high on him. I think he'd be great running a bench unit and kind of orchestrate orchestrating the offense and he's a little bit older and more experienced I think that's something we look for and then my third would be probably Josh Giddy. I don't think he has he doesn't have the shooting and that's something I think that uh our coaching staff can kind of develop and work on with him but I love the way that he play makes and just Controls the floor on offense and defense and contributes rebounding, which is something we need from our guards. So anything else before we wrap it up, Itch? 
Uh, not that I can think of. I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to get on this podcast with you. I'm looking forward to it. It is. Oh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Smother chicken all day, that player. All day. Oh, yes. That smother chicken. Here, go up, smother it. Oh, what a little gravy. Just a bit of gravy. We got our first of the year. Oh, my goodness.